Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, all things Cleveland sports, with your host, John Suchan. This is the Hey, and good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. It is Saturday, October 14th. Thank God it's not Friday the 13th. Got through that day. Never liked those days. Those are number 13. You know, I won't even stop on the number 13 when I'm tuning up the TV volume. That's how suspicious I am of the number 13. Hey, and welcome again. This is, like I said, the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, part of the the Fanatical Elves Network and Fans First Sports Network. Yes, we are one day away from watching our Brownies take on the San Francisco 49ers, probably the best team in the NFL, and all of Cleveland and all of the Cleveland Browns team knows it, and they're giving them praise up and down. You would think that uh, maybe the Browns should just wave the white flag as we speak and not even go onto the field of play though they are supposed to be wearing their white all alternative uh, uniforms tomorrow. They're asking the fans to have a white out to wear their white um, out, uh, gear. Now I'm not wearing, uh, I've got my licking heights gear on, but uh, not the, uh, the Browns gear yet. I think we're going to go with a, I have a cream colored uh, Browns pullover. So we'll be wearing that tomorrow with my white elf hat. But, you know, by the talks of it, everybody, you know, it's a little bit discouraging as a lifelong fan like you are when the Browns coaches seem to be giving too, like, I just believe too much praise to a team. And they're, you know, they're talking in terms of like how they're the best team in the league and all this stuff. And, you know, I just don't believe you go into football games and you're not a, a real geared team toward winning uh regularly when you are always talking about the other team and how great they are that's great but you you have to get go out there and you have to perform and you have to have the mindset you're 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 going to win a game and i honestly listening to everybody from the players to the coaches um everyone's just looking forward to the opportunity my god like you can go to any game looking forward to an opportunity it's Another thing to go out there and say, you know, we're going to we're going to knock the, the the living crap out of this other team and we're going to impose our will on them. 
it's a home game and we're going to beat this team. And honestly, I haven't heard that from many folks. Um, and that's a little, you know, little uh, bothersome. Obviously, there's a lot of things going into this week's game. We can, we've talked endlessly about Deshaun Watson and his shoulder injury watch party. It's, it is really, truly bizarre. I know a lot of uh, folks and even contributors on our Fanatical Elves Network continue to, you know, are going to side on uh, or err on the side of caution and trust what we are hearing from the Browns organization. But we've all been fans and myself included far too long to trust the Cleveland Browns organization. There are just too many problems and too many times where this team says things and it's not trustworthy and they're dysfunctional in lots of ways, not just even the football team, but organizationally, I've talked to you about other things where I was supposed to be, for example, credentialed. And I know I go back to this um, for Northeast Ohio sports insiders, the Browns organization gave Northeast sports, Ohio sports insiders, every indication that I would be credentialed for the season. And yet again, the Browns come up uh, with various rules and regulations that came out of left field. And it's because this organization has been dysfunctional for a very long time. Not, and we're not even talking about in this time frame. A lot of people are complaining about, you know, the owners and Jimmy and D Haslam and the other folks up at the top there. And uh, it is very concerning because this organization is not winning. They're, it's this, this is not winning football. They had a playoff win back in 2020. They have been sub 500 the last couple of seasons. On one side, you know, Browns fans, we say, well, we should be happy that we are winning more than we used to when we were only winning four or five games. Hey, hey, we're winning eight or nine games now. That's not enough. It's not enough. And Browns fans are tired. I'm tired of talking about this endless cycle of dysfunction. And now we're in a position where Deshaun Watson, seemingly no one even knew that he had an injury. We find out halfway through the, the bye week that he was had been injured. And now he's gone missing. Now, I did see him on a podcast of his that he does with one of his buddies so i he is alive i do know that <laughs> but it's just outrageous and i know the browns are saying well we're taking it we're taking every precaution we don't want to run him out there we want him to be functionally ready to throw the ball it didn't seem like he was having that kind of issue even at the end of that game against tennessee maybe he's running on adrenaline but it just doesn't add up. You saw him working out prior to the game, all the buildup of him playing in that game. And yet he, it was a no go. But even since then, he's not even going out there and practicing with the team. He's being hidden. He's not, I don't know if he's not being allowed to talk and who's directing that. I think that it's just because there's so much dysfunction in this organization from the top down. I think that there are people that are instructing different people to do and say what, and that's not the way to run a successful football organization.
Now, we'll be there spending our hard-earned dollars for a product that we hope to God will someday turn it around. But it's leaving a lot of us Browns fans salty. Instead of watching Deshaun Watson, we're going to watch P.J. Walker. Now, I don't have anything against P.J. Walker. He's been a journeyman and played with a couple different teams. Primarily was on practice squads, came from that powerhouse of quarterbacking Temple University, the the, uh, Owls. He's had a few games, a few successful uh, games. He had a good game last year against Tom Brady. But who do, who's to know what to expect tomorrow? I was looking at some different um, online uh, sports betting through DraftKings and some things and looking at some of the, the spreads and the money line and what they have projected. I think a lot of these projections have P.J. Walker throwing for – will he throw for more than 165 yards or less than 165 yards? Will he throw one touchdown? Will he throw more than one interception? I mean, if you look back at P.J.'s career, which is very minimal, and you even just look back at the six games that he played – last season or the seven games that he played last season, he was all over the place with his statistics. He typically wasn't throwing the ball more than 10 or 15 times. That brings us to what the hell are we going to do tomorrow? Is Kevin Stefanski and, you know, going to go out there and force his kid to throw the ball 35 times or 40 times. Do we have a running game? Can this Stefanski trust Jerome Ford? It's funny in all these uh, betting things that you look at these parlays and things that Jerome Ford is involved in a lot of these um, bets. Jerome Ford will score a touchdown. Jerome Ford will score a rushing touchdown. I don't want to bet on Jerome Ford. <laughs> I want him out of there because we can't trust anybody. I mean, who who can we trust in this on this roster right now? You know, offensively. Who are we going to be, you know, we have this quarterback. We want to say, okay, let's trust Amari Cooper. Well, who's to say that P.J. Walker is going to be able to find Amari Cooper? San Francisco's smart. They're going to defend Amari Cooper. So who else is out there that the Browns are going to go to? What happened to Donovan Peoples-Jones? He hasn't hardly been targeted at all, and we're going into the, the fifth game of the season. Everybody's talking about Elijah Moore and all that stuff that going into that. I haven't seen squat from Elijah Moore. Have you? What I, I'll always remember about Elijah Moore playing for the Cleveland Browns was how he ran backwards for 25 yards. Remember that play? That's a sticks in the back of my mind, my memory. So again, who are you going to trust on offense? You look on the defensive side of the ball for the Brownies going into this game. Everyone's going to hoping that, praying to God that the defense shows up again and somehow keeps this team in it. You know, really, honestly, they were in it in the game against the Ratbirds a couple weekends ago, but they just ran out of gas because they were on the field the whole time. And I, I do understand that. But can we rely on Miles Garrett? You know, both of these defenses for San Francisco and the Browns are, are what's really the best part of these these teams. Now, you saw Brock Purdy kind of, you know, have a, a real highlight game against the Dallas Cowboys. I do think the Browns will be able to squash him a little bit but he's still a very good quarterback and uh it could either go one of two ways i believe tomorrow we could either have a close game where i think i projected i was talking to my colleague rod bloom part of the browns blitz the other day i think we had scores of 17 to 16 browns and 16 to 13 browns or you could go the other direction 
and San Francisco could just blow Cleveland out of the water again. We don't have an offense without Deshaun Watson and now Nick Chubb. And San Francisco will expose the Browns' defense that has been teetering on greatness, but any type of damper to that will unmotivate these players, and they stop tackling in the game against the Ratbirds toward the end. Will that continue and cross over into this game? So it could either be a close game, low scoring, or we could see San Francisco win 35-3. to At least we have a field goal kicker now, right? <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break here. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, and we're part of Fans First Sports Network. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back to the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. So, yeah, I'm headed up to the game with my beautiful wife, Laura Jean. We're going to be headed up that direction actually later this afternoon and uh, plan on arriving to the stadium a little bit early and enjoying the festivities. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the fans, uh, and what the atmosphere is like going into tomorrow's game. I certainly believe that the, there won't be as, I don't think the, the stadium will be stacked or full house. I think there'll be a lot of fans that will just decide to stay home with the product there, uh, because of PJ Walker starting. And, um, there's not a lot of optimism. The Browns are coming into the game as a 10 point. That's right, a 10-point underdog. If you do want to do some betting in, on DraftKings, that's a pretty good bet if you take the uh, under that. Um, so I I put my money on, on the brownies on that. We'll see what happens. Um, again, there are, you know, San Francisco is coming off this lopsided win against Dallas. Um, they're crossing the country on a short week. But we've seen time and time again teams that we have are doing this come in and they just beat us. I mean, think about last year's game in December when we had the New Orleans Saints, the poorest New Orleans Saints, just a yucky team last year. They came in. Um, I'm trying to think who was even quarterbacking. It was some uh, journeyman veteran uh, who came. Oh, that Andy Andy Dalton maybe who came in as the Saints quarterback on a shivering like zero degree day in Cleveland. And everybody was thinking, Oh, Cleveland will have such an advantage with Deshaun Watson, might I add. And yet they blew that game and lost to a domed team like the new Orleans saints. So I see the, the keys to this game coming down to a few things. If the Browns can keep their, um, consistent defensive efforts going that they don't let a player two sideline themselves and where they, they start getting unmotivated and take plays off the close. The game should be pretty close. I see the Browns even getting a lead somehow early on, maybe a freak touchdown where PJ Walker lucks out and finds, let's say Amari Cooper. Um, or they get a you know quick field goal, take an early three nothing lead. So I think that the Browns will have an opportunity to have the lead early. They we've been talking a lot about turnovers and the lack thereof. The Browns have ten turnovers right now. The San Francisco 49ers have two. 
If the Browns are going to win this game, they have got to force the issue. If we don't see a lot of turnovers in this game, then San Francisco is going to win. If the Browns can force maybe two, maybe three turnovers in their favor, that certainly gives the Browns a golden opportunity. It would shock the world at this point if the Browns could pull off this win. And it would give this fan here and you, the other uh, loyal fan, Browns fans, optimism going into the next game. Now, the next game is going to be against the Indianapolis Colts. They are also without their quarterback. Um, it'll be an indoor game over there in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, if either way, you know, Browns are going to be two and three or three and two going into this last game, this following game. They also then have a, I'm trying to think where they go after they go to, uh, I believe they go out to um, Seattle. They go play the Seattle Seahawks. The Browns haven't had much luck. They've been out to Seattle, I think, four times or five times over the last 30 years, and only won once, I believe. So not a lot of good luck there going out to Seattle. Will Deshaun Watson be ready to play? Everybody's sort of talking this week now like Deshaun Watson's not going to be ready for another two or three or four weeks, or could it be the rest of the season? And have the Browns started looking at other veterans that are out there? There are other veteran quarterbacks that are sitting at home right now um, that would much rather be probably playing on the football field than watching uh, the Manning brothers on Monday night football commentate. So we shall see, but it should be a good, you know, let's hope for a good game. I think that's what Browns fans are hoping for, but that, you know, Browns fans were so used to mediocrity, mediocrity. I can't say the word. Um, they're, they're so used to being average or below average. And we've gotten a little bit of taste when Baker Mayfield was here and we got that playoff win. And we were all so hopeful that Deshaun Watson after nine games would be spectacular like he was in 2019 or 2020. He's five and four, and we paid $230 million for that instead of keeping someone like Baker Mayfield. I'm in that, I'm 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 on kind of on that side. And this goes back to the, the dysfunction of the Cleveland Browns. Now, whoever made that call to bring in Deshaun Watson probably was the owner Haslam, forced the issue and put Stefanski into a bad spot. I don't trust Andrew Barry much these days either. So um usually when I talk, when I hear about these other guys on the side, people that know Stefanski and know Barry and these other guys, usually what I hear from those folks that are closer to the situation than I am, they oftentimes say that Stefanski is a good guy, honest guy, and he's getting, um, he's getting thrown into this. And you can almost see it. You know, I hear that and I read some other people who are doing some uh, blogging about what they see with the Brownies. And you could almost see it and feel it and hear it from Stefanski when he's talking in some of these press conferences. You can tell when he's almost being directed to say things or stay away from saying things. And you can tell that he's a little bit unsteady. Steady Eddie is a little bit unsteady. And that that's very worrisome. I, I'm glad that he has stuck around for four years. I know a lot of you think that I hate Stefanski. I do not. I, did, I also believe that a lot of what's gone on with Stefanski's um, has to do with those above him. Now, there's Jim Schwartz standing on the sideline. Some people have talked about, well, Schwartz could step in if Stefanski and the team are faltering 
four or five games in later on into the season, which is true. And I'm sure I'm thinking that the Browns organization brought him in for that, that, that reason. But I fear also that this dysfunction from the top down will continue. And that many of us Browns fans feel that way. So it's hard to get motivated and totally into the Browns doing well now. Um, so we, we will wait and see how it pans out tomorrow. Let's hope for a victory. If I'm a Cleveland Browns player and I'm a Cleveland Browns coach, I hope that they're not just hoping for a win. I hope that they're gearing up for the win. Browns fans would feel a lot better if they knew that they had players and coaches that were confident in a victory and not just looking forward to the opportunity to play a really good team. That's where the Browns mentality as an organization and as a football team and as coaches is the weakest. And if that can't be corrected, then this team is stuck in the mud. All right, folks, take care. Hope you enjoyed this Johnny Cleveland show. I wanted to, again, just give props, you know, the Fanatical Elves Network, we we only are doing all this success and we're growing our product because of you. You are tuning in to Apple, Spotify, you're downloading, you're following our shows, and we so much appreciate that. We had a, our latest giveaway winner of our ball cap uh, the other day. I got that in the mail for you, uh, bud, so look forward to that. And uh, here we go. Brownies was the, his, and I forget his ha- hashtag um, there, but um, we got that in the mail for you. So I hope you enjoy wearing that Browns um, elf hat. All right, guys, take care. This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast. And I always leave you with, and remember to, that's right. Keep smiling. See ya. Go Browns. Go Browns.